Errol Spence secures a 12-round split decision win over Sean Porter to become the unified IBF and WBC World Welterweight Champion. Now, normally, fighters like Sean Porter, who are hyper-aggressive, extremely high energy, they tend to have short, blazing careers. They don't tend to have a lot of longevity at the highest level. They tend to be those kind of flames which burn extremely hot and bright, but fizzle out relatively quickly. Whereas more technical fighters who are not so high energy and hyper-aggressive tend to burn not so bright and not so hot, but for much longer. I mean, some examples would be Joe Frazier, a short blazing career, but fizzled out relatively early. Mike Tyson, short blazing career, but fizzled out relatively early. I mean, most people would say that Mike Tyson was pretty much done by the age of 32. He was still a formidable fighter at that age, but he wasn't winning any elite level fights anymore. So when I saw Sean Porter's previous fight against Ugas, personally, I thought that this was Sean Porter's time to uh, bow out at the very highest level against Ugas. That kind of high energy, high intensity style not only takes it out of you in fights, but it also takes it out of you in training camps. It's only so long you can fight with that kind of intensity as you're getting older. So I did not expect Sean Porter to be able to bring the level of intensity which he actually did bring against Errol Spence, okay? I predicted that Errol Spence would win this fight on points, which is what happened, but he definitely had more trouble than I was expecting. Again, because I underestimated Sean Porter's ability to bring out one of these higher energy performances again, these hyper-aggressive performances. So in the first few rounds, Porter was coming out, you know, swinging. He, Porter likes to move around. He's not a typical pressure fighter who just moves forward constantly. Sean Porter does have a reverse gear and he can move laterally as well. He's got nice quick feet. He closes the distance very fast. So he was moving around, you know, first couple rounds, having a look rushed in a few times and he was missing shots. And I think I said in my Facebook boxing group at the time, Porter needs to be careful uh, rushing in like that because for one, you're going to get tired, you know, the way he was missing punches, you're going to get tired. And for two, Errol Spence is going to start to time you. As the fight progressed, that is what happened. Errol Spence was timing Sean Porter, but at the same time, Porter's attacks were so intense and so overwhelming at times that Spence had to take shots, which I'm sure he didn't really want to take. He took a lot of body shots. He took some nice headshots from Sean Porter. But Porter's work was certainly a lot more wild and ragged than Errol Spence's work was. Spence, one of the things I've always liked about him, and one of the things I identified early on in his career, is how calm he is. Very important. Because Spence, as I've said before, he doesn't have any one attribute which jumps out at you. So he's not extremely fast. He, he isn't a Tommy Hearns type puncher, you know? Spence does all, all the things well, but nothing spectacularly well. You know, he's just a very, very solid, well-rounded fighter. The thing that's spectacular about Errol Spence is his mentality. This is a very, very calm, very, very confident individual. 
And even in the middle of a typhoon like Sean Porter, in the eye of the storm, Errol Spence was keeping completely calm. Never panicked to any point. Never allowed himself to get overwhelmed. Just absolutely icy cold. <laughs> and that is what makes Errol Spence special. Yeah, it's the, the physical attributes he has are good, but they're nothing spectacular. It's the mentality he has, you know, and that's why he was able to do so well. One of the reasons he was able to do so well in that infamous sparring session he had with, with Mayweather um, not long after he turned pro, because a lot of young pros were intimidated by Mayweather or starstruck. Errol Spence didn't have any of that. He's extremely confident and very, very calm. And that helped him in, the short, in this fight against Sean Porter, uh, his calmness, picking the cleaner shots. Certainly wasn't matching the work rate of Sean Porter, which is why Porter was able to pick up a lot of the rounds. Uh, but I think Spence's defense was better than Porter's. You know, better punch accuracy and what have you. And that was more and more telling the longer the fight went, particularly in the second half of the fight. Because around the middle rounds, maybe four, five, six, seven, Porter was doing really well. But in the back end of the fight, that's when Spence started having some better rounds. Uh, Porter's pace was slowing down slightly. I mean, he still kept up a frenetic pace all the way through, you know, even in the 12th. But he was slowing down slightly, as you would expect in the second half of the fight. And as the pace slowed, Spence started to land more cleanly. And I don't think he really seriously hurt Sean Porter at any time. But the knockdown in the 11th round was a very, very good shot. Porter just you know, his glove touched the canvas. He was trying to throw his own left hook at the time and got caught with Spence's left hand. And, you know, it, it, he tipped over or, or nearly tipped over and just put his gloves on the canvas to stop himself falling completely. But obviously that's a knockdown. But both guys, to be honest with you, showed they had tremendous chins. I don't think Sean Porter's the biggest punch you've ever seen, but he's got respectable power. Um, both guys took each other's power very, very well. <laughs> so, And we know Sean Porter's always had a good chin. There were some areas of contention. Errol Spence, particularly early on in the fight, was throwing a lot of low blows. And you have to imagine some of them low blows were deliberate. <laughs> Maybe he was retaliating for Sean Porter's reckless use of his head. I don't think Sean Porter intentionally tries to headbutt anybody, but because he comes in there like the Tasmanian devil, you know, in a, in a kind of frenzy attacking you, he's not really thinking about what happens if my head hits the opponent. He doesn't care. He, he's just swarming all over you and trying to hit you with whatever he can. I don't think it's his intention to headbutt you, but he doesn't care if it happens, if that makes sense. Um, and maybe Spence was just showing him, you know what, if you're going to come in reckless with a head like that, well, I'm going to hit you below the belt. And hit him below the belt a lot, all right, particularly in the, in the early rounds. And... I know Kenny Porter, uh, Sean Porter's dad, even after the fight, was very, very unhappy about all the low blows. And Spence certainly wasn't warned as much as you might have expected, you know, for the amount of low blows he was throwing. But then again, you know, Sean Porter wasn't warned that much for the reckless use of the head. So, you know, it's tit for tat. It was a real good fight. Not as good a fight, in my opinion, as some people are trying to make it out to be. I've watched it twice now, and especially on second viewing, it's, you know, it's a good fight, but it's quite scrappy, mainly because of Sean Porter. You know, he tends to be a very scrappy fighter. I actually feel like the 
Porter Furman fight was a better fight. It didn't have the knockdown, which is one of the things that made you know this fight dramatic towards the end. But I feel like it wasn't quite as scrappy, or maybe I have to go back and watch that fight again too. But I feel like that fight was a bit better than this fight. Um, but it's still a very good fight. You know, dramatic moments, especially late on. Ultimately though, I do feel like the right man won. In my opinion, they were never going to let Errol Spence lose anyway, because he's the golden goose. He's got the O, and that's very marketable. Sean Porter's already lost. So there's more money in having Errol Spence go and fight Manny Pacquiao or, you know, whoever, rather than Sean Porter. You see it? And obviously Errol Spence has never fought Danny Garcia, and that looks like who he's going to fight next. Danny Garcia got in the ring and, you know, called Errol Spence out to his face. So, yeah, in my opinion, they were never going to allow Errol Spence to lose on the cards anyway. Um, two of the judges had it to Spence by pretty comfortable margins. You see there, Larry Hazard Jr. had it 115 to 112. Oh, sorry, that's the Porter. No, 116, 111 twice to Errol Spence. So that's pretty sizable margins. Even with the knock, uh, without the knockdown, he still would have won on those uh, cards. It's just the Larry Hazard Jr. who had it. 115-112 to Sean Porter. So, yeah, I think the right man did win, to be honest with you. But I don't think they were going to let him lose anyway, <laughs> even if he wasn't the right man. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. I've seen some people say that this fight proves that Errol Spence is overrated. Well, it's like I've said for years, every top fighter is overrated by somebody. You've got a hardcore of fans and among that hardcore are going to be people who believe that their fighter is way better than they actually are people who are going to go over the top all major fighters have that they have this particular hardcore you know group of fans who just go way over the top with their praise me personally Errol Spence is just as good now as I thought he was before the fight it was more Sean Porter performing better than I expected um, rather than Errol Spence underperforming or not being what I thought he was. No, he's exactly what I thought he was. Uh, a guy who technically very good, stays calm, good body puncher, good chin, you know, exactly what I thought he was before the fight and I still feel the same now. Um, I would love to see him fight Terence Crawford. It's really a shame that there's this whole cross the street nonsense and all the PBC guys are freezing Terence Crawford out. It's disgusting. Um, if Errol Spence and any of these PBC welterweights had any real pride, they should be speaking to Al Heyman and saying, make the Terence Crawford fight. You know, but Al Heyman has these guys brainwashed, let's be real. <laughs> because the Terence Crawford fight is the priority. Yeah. Spence versus Garcia, that's cool. It's a cool fight. But Garcia's been beat. You know, nobody is trying to mistake Danny Garcia for Terence Crawford out here. Even Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, he had the nice win over Furman. But nobody is trying to mistake Manny Pacquiao for Terence Crawford. We want Errol Spence versus Terence Crawford. That's the fight we want. That's the fight Terence Crawford wants. And I think Terence Crawford will be even more confident than he already was after seeing the, the issues that Spence had there with uh, Sean Porter. Not that Crawford fights anything like Porter, though, truth be told. Uh, but I'm sure he will still 
look at the fight and see a lot of uh, things that he could take advantage of. So, Terence Crawford now, how old is he? He must be 32, 33, something like that. So he's getting on in age. He's older than Errol Spence, who's only 29. Maybe that's what Errol Spence is trying to do here without Heyman. Maybe they're trying to wait until Terence Crawford slows down a bit because age ain't on his side. And then when he starts looking vulnerable, then they'll fight him. Is that what's going on? Unfortunate if that is the case. I mean, people talk about Sugar Ray Leonard doing that with Marvin Hagler, but Sugar Ray Leonard was coming up several weight divisions. Whereas Errol Spence and Terence Crawford are in the same weight division. Why are you trying to wait until he gets old? If you feel like you're the best right now, fight him right now. You know? And I've got the most amount of admiration for Errol Spence as a fighter. I think he's a fantastic fighter. I've been banging the, the drum for Errol Spence from, you know, long time, years now. I've been saying I'm, I'm a believer in Errol Spence. I picked him to beat Kell Brook. Um, but yeah, this whole Terence Crawford situation is very disappointing. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Uh, did you like Errol Spence's performance against Sean Porter? Did any of you feel like Sean Porter actually won? From what I saw in my Facebook boxing group, most people agreed with me that Errol Spence did actually win the fight, that it was close and very competitive, but he did enough, particularly with the knockdown, um, to get the win. He was just more accurate all the way throughout. And yeah, Sean Porter just wasted far too many punches and and what have you. And, and it didn't land cleanly a lot of the time. There were some clean punches from Sean Porter, don't get it twisted, but... A lot of the shots were cuffing shots, half block shots, you know, all that kind of thing. So, yeah, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below about the fight itself, Spencer's performance. Did it live up to expectations or not? You know, were you disappointed in his performance? And what do you think about the fact that he's going to be fighting Danny Garcia next? Let me know what you think in the comment section below. It's happening, I'm out. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week covering a wide variety of controversial topics as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today.